Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Thirty seconds until showtime. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is the Rights of the Few on the World Integrity News Network. We are live, and we are being simulcast on TalkShoe, the Rights of the Few. If you would like to speak to the host, call in at 516-453-9128 and press 1 if you would like to speak. Thank you for joining us.
Now, that was Pillar, and the song is called Frontline. And if you listen to the words, we it, that sh- song really does fit. We are on the front lines. We the people. We are at a state of war here in this country. Everybody says, oh, tell us something we don't know. We already know we're at a state of war. We're fighting ISIS. Wait a minute. They were used to be called Al-Qaeda or the Mujahideen. Pick your name. No, that is not the war that you should be concerned about. The war you should be concerned about and why we are on the front line is we are facing tyranny. Before the show started, I was thinking about a fake advertisement. You know, this show is brought to you by tyranny. You know, because what are we about? Here at the Wind Network, most alternative media, the same thing. We are exposing the truth about tyranny and about how our rights are being taken on a daily basis. And a lot of people have no idea what is going on. They know things are bad, but they look to government to keep them safe when it is the government that is one promoting ISIS and pushing it and never calls it for what it is, you don't hear the mainstream media too much except maybe Fox News. They might occasionally call them radical Muslim terrorists, but generally speaking, they do not. So you really have to think outside the box. If you've listened to any of the other shows that I've guest hosted on or called in and joined in on on the WIN network, you will hear a lot of the same things. I say it all the time because I say it because sooner or later people are going to get it. The enemy according to the government's own policy reports, is we the people. Now, you say, no, no, this is government. This is our elected officials, our government. Yeah, we don't necessarily trust them, but... They would never do that to us. Yeah, they would. It is normal throughout history. That's the thing people don't get, is throughout history, you will find people that strive for power. Look at Caesar in Rome was at the time of Rome, they were the freest nation of that day. Freest empire. And yes, we are an empire. People say, no, we're not. We're a country. Really? 
you don't think we're an empire, every country we've ever been in, we have a base and we don't leave. And yet we tell them they're sovereign countries, but yet we have a base there. Vietnam, you know, have we really ever left the war when Korea, we still have a base in South Korea, have a base in Germany, we have a base in Iraq. I mean, you name the country, we have bases. That's an empire. Rome had their bases or outposts where they stationed troops. They could not come across the Rubicon, but they had their outposts. We call those bases. The language may have changed to some degree, but the concepts have not. And why do these people strive for power? Because it's about control. It's not about protecting we, the little people. It is about controlling the masses. The messages the media puts out, hey, language is important. You've got to come to the realization words mean something, and it may not always be what you think it means. A lot of the average person, I was guilty of this at one time. I was like, television programming, no big deal. That's just what they tell us. This is the programs they got on. No, it is not the programs they got on. It is television programming. You are being programmed to accept slavery. I'd have to look it up. Maybe before the show's over with, I will. But there was a quote that some that someone in our history, I think it was Burton Russell, but I may be wrong on that, said something about teaching people to love their servitude. People today will fight to be slaves, protect our government. They would never hurt us. Look at most of the liberals. They don't think Obama ever does wrong. And and don't think y'all conservatives don't act the same way because Bush never did wrong. And I'm not saying... Everybody on the liberal side feels that way about the Democrats, or everybody on the conservative side feels that way about the Republicans. Yes, on some levels they will say, yeah, they didn't exactly do things I agree with, but, you know, it's our president. What are we supposed to do? Because they're, you're part of a clique. You have, you have been taught to only go with these cliques if you go outside of that then it's like committing sacrilege. 
you have committed sin. So everything that we have been taught and we have thought has been orchestrated. But we don't seem to think past our little boxes. Now, again, the number to the show is 516-453-9128. And if you would like to comment, press 1. And I know as the show progresses, I am going to talk about some really hard subjects. I am a little behind today, by the way. I thought I was going to have to cancel the show. Hi, Brian. How are you tonight, my brother? How you doing, Bobby? Buddy, I can't stay with you very long. I, I, I bet I feel like horrible. I just wanted to try to stop by and make sure you got up and running and make sure everything was going okay. But oh, I am yeah. gonna reach out and try to find you. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna reach out and try to find you somebody to talk to though here in just a minute. If that's okay with you. Oh yeah. Or do you think you got it covered? Oh, I've would actually like to, got would you it. Like some people I'm, to come. Okay. Uh, okay. People, I will just make you doing. You're doing a great going. job. Yeah, if people want to join, that's great. Uh, I think, I don't know for sure, but I think we have a guest, and I think that's Eric. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, okay. I didn't know. I mean, like I said, I wanted to come to the shop by for a minute and just say hi to you and tell you everybody I didn't leave you just high and dry, so. Oh, hey, I love on the fly. That's the part of our culture. People get tired of canned everything. We would like things that are genuine. And when you're not doing teleprompters and all that, it, it it's it's more genuine. And that's what people, I agree. I agree. So I'd rather have my little bumps in the road. I got I hear you. I'm, I I I. And I made it. Hey, we thought we was going to have to cancel. <laughs> I know. I mean, hey, we're doing fine. All right, buddy, my oh. temperature's really high. My nose is running. My eyes is everywhere. I mean, it's, I mean they, they, they've been giving me medicines all week. To, and they thought they had one that worked. And apparently it's not working. And I got to go back in the morning. But I want to come by and say thanks for everything you're doing. And, man, you, you guys rock for uh, stepping up and doing all this stuff. And I promise I'll be back as soon as I can to kind of be kind of help you guys as much as I can. But right now I just don't have it, brother. You get you some rest. Under <laughs> the weather, and we just keep a watch on you. All right, buddy. You have a good day, and uh, I'll, I'll try to get back with you in a couple of days, buddy. Yeah, y'all have a great show. Okay. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. All right, buddy. Bye. Mm.
That was Bobby. That's the owner of the network. And he likes to keep up with all of us to make sure we're doing all right. And I tell you what, nice being part of a family. We are all part of a family. We're part of the American family. Look how the, like I said, the television programming, I was talking about that earlier. What do they push on TV? Race. They push fear. Not race. So what? People are black, people are white, people are yellow, people are brown. So what? We're human beings. You cut me, I bleed red. Cut you, you bleed red. Hello, 314. Hello. How you doing? What's going on? You busted me. Uh, hey, you mean I, I thought that was you. <laughs> so, I thought that was you. Like I said, I, don't, I, I know most guests, they run the board and they screen the calls. Me, I see somebody call in. I'll learn the numbers. But the way I look at it is, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to screen the call. I'm going to have the surprises. <laughs> I don't know if you were listening to Bill Muckler yesterday. On, no, uh, I actually missed the show. Wind. Yesterday, I was just out of it. I mean, I didn't yeah. listen to hardly nothing but music. I took the day off. You can't take in but so much information well, he, before you have a brain crash. Oh, I know. I know. I, I'm with you on that. Man, there was a couple days there I just... I didn't do Facebook. I didn't do. I didn't do text. I just talked on the phone with a few people, and, and I, I could barely do that. I just my phone's been ringing off the, from all over the country since I started my campaign. Hey, you know, you know, I've been keeping you updated with it. Yeah, I can understand because honestly, I see it. I my phone. I was talking to somebody earlier. I told them how much my phone bill a month month was, and he said, "How many lines?" I said, four. And I told them how many minutes a month I use. I said, ten to twelve thousand minutes a month. I said, yeah. a lot of people don't get it when you're in some form of learning or media or public figure or something. You mm-hmm. are going to talk to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And you, running for president, <laughs> I told you last week, I don't see how you do it. You are brave. Well, I mean, I had no idea how many people would be reaching out to me. I mean, you know, I could see it if I got very popular, you know, and I was like a Trump or a Ted Cruz or somebody. And, you know, hey, you know, you got to address this issue and that issue. I mean, but, like, it's. It's mostly about county and city corruption and fraud. It's it's an epidemic. It is an epidemic. Um, it is everywhere. Well, yes, it is. And I do plan on talking about some hard subjects tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in the dirt, so to speak. I'm going to bring in subjects 
that some people will agree with me on. Some people will say I'm a evil person for even discussing it like I do. But I look at the least common denominator because life is simple. And that's what people do not understand is the government government has a psychology, okay? Their psychology is the least common denominator. If they take it to the simplest denominator, guess what's going to happen? The people are going to fall in line. And that is so true. What I started talking about a minute ago, race, right? They put it about race. A lot of people don't understand it's not a race. Racism, I guess you could say, okay, it's not like things. It is tribalism. That's the thing people don't realize. You have a family. If somebody messes with your family, they mess with your tribe, okay? And you will protect them to the death to protect your wife and kids, okay? And outside your little tribe, then your tribe grows. That's the community. If some outsiders come into your community and mess with your community, guess what? The whole community is going to come together. It's not racism. Now, there does racism exist. Yes, you've got some individuals in some places that will that will hate just because of your color. Absolutely fact. I do not know. But that is not America as a whole. That's what people don't get. That's why I said, right. what do they do? Least common denominator. They go to the base instincts, the base people, the base nature of the race pushing agenda. And the average person can't see it. Yeah. Well, that's why they use television as a training tool for our young people. They they take it to heart that it's true on yeah. everything that they see, like, the, like starting with Jerry Springer. I'm like... At young ages, there's little children watching this crap, and, and they grow up believing this crap, and and that's what we're seeing today, and that's another part of the enslavement that you've been speaking about. Yeah. It really it, is, and it's sad. It is. I actually have been listening to John Locke. Uh, John Locke, was back in the um, 1600s. Uh, LibriVox does audio books. Okay. They will read books that are in the public domain, and three of his books are on LibriVox. Highly recommend them to you. His two treaties of government. And I have to look it up, but. His first yeah. treaty or treatise was in response to another author of his day where they were discussing 
the roles of government, like what is the proper function of the rights of the people and this and the other. On the other side, you had people that supported the monarchy, and they said it was an absolute fundamental right. And John Locke said no, and he was quoting everything. They both were using scripture to back up their arguments. But John Locke had the has the best argument that these rights were given to us by the Creator, which is what our Constitution plainly says. Mm-hmm. But you got people in government that are bound and determined and hell-bent on power and enslaving the population. Yeah. Well, that's what I try to get people to understand. It. You know, writing the Articles of Confederation, the Federalist Papers, and the Constitution, the Bible was always open during the yeah. drafts of all these documents and the Declaration of Independence to yeah. not to uh, mimic the Bible, but to mimic and and reflect what the Creator created for us, you know. That's right. Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, and the yeah. right to protect yourself, and so on. You know, the Bill of Rights. And, 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 and our young people don't have a clue. They're not taught these things. And, and we're going to change it around. We're going to turn this around. And that's why I'm so hell-bent on getting these town hall meetings going, that once I get to the parents... I'm going to start addressing their kids. You know, once I earn their trust on on what I would like to do for our country. And I know we can do it. And once we get the millennials, they're going to realize, oh, shit, we're not millennials. We're the next greatest generation if we choose to be. And it won't take yeah. much. I don't think it'll take much. Well, I think, I mean, I hate to play devil's advocate with you. I like what you're saying, but my problem is this, is most of the population don't care. And I, I do understand it doesn't take a majority because, if you, you know, the, civil, the Revolutionary War was started with 3%. It took 5% of the population to win it. And I do know the statistics of changing a population's thought it only takes like 20% of the population to become aware of something, the rest of the population follows suit. So it doesn't take a majority, per se, to do everything. I understand that. But I don't think we're going to be able to change this country as and keep the lines like they are. I think what's getting ready to happen in this country is... Getting ready to be a drawn maps. I would put it this way: I think the maps are about to be drawn. Mm-hmm. Well, we just have to reinvigorate everybody. I'm sure we can do it. I mean, I mean, Ted Cruz alone, when he started <clears throat> speaking up, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more as a constitutionalist uh, conservative. It really helped. I think it really got a lot of more people involved in 
like, hey, wait a minute. You know what? We are about the Constitution, you know, and not enough are listening, but we can get there. You know, that's, you know, like that gentleman we talked to, Andrew from Africa, we're going to get the YouTube channel going and, and, and Snapchat and all the other young people's Facebook or whatever it is, and we're going to start reaching out to them. And, and Rand Paul has been very good at doing that. He's uh, actually being invited to colleges now. So, well, and, I, and the reason I like him is because he always holds liberty high. He holds liberty the highest in most all of his discussions. But I don't think he's uh, right for the presidency right now. But. Well, I I agree with you. But a lot of people, they look at it as in, we need a leader. This country was not necessarily built on a leader. We had a president to delegate authority and to provide, I mean, if you know the Constitution, then you know that it was not to rule over us as a king. Right, exactly. It was. Well, and some of those knuckleheads said that to Washington. He said, "Oh, uh, oh, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not going down that road. We just, we just chased off King George and the boys. We're not. I will not be king. We're not. Yeah. We're not going down that road. That's right. And he, he said, nope. He just wanted to go back to his farm. Yeah. And, and that's. That's the thing, is government is looking to rule. I look at a lot of these politicians, and I'm not going to say Ted Cruz is a saint. I'm not going to say that he's not. Right. Are there certain right. things right. about his background and his wife's background that does bother me? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they're not going to fix this. This has been too, the corruption has been too entrenched in this country to fix it by by a president. And I'm, I'm really starting to figure out the problem doesn't lie within a president. The problem lies within the people. People like you know, and I always I, stick to it to where, you know, someone like me or you, I'll be a wrench to the system. They're like, Oh shit. What do we do now? <laughs> you know, you you better run if you're if you're committing treason, I'm going to catch you. Yep. And corruption, and fraud, and theft of taxpayer dollars. It's 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 another epidemic, and it's reaching into our county governments and state governments and municipalities and everything else. Well, that's how they keep the greed going. Yep. Well, here here's. 
here's the thing. The stuff I'm learning now is what I was going to say was there was a Supreme Court justice, and I don't know who said it. I don't remember the name of the person. It might have been Roberts. I'm not sure. Um, he said that every federal inmate put themselves there. And most people would say, I talked about this last week, that people say, oh, yeah, they committed crimes. No, most of them didn't. Nonviolent offenses. But the stuff I'm learning now is how this government was instituted, what our rights were. There was another justice, and this one might, I really think this was Robert, Robert said it, that it, the right, if you do not demand your right to have but it's not so simple in that language of we demand our rights, no. Language is important. Okay? Mm-hmm. You go into court with an attitude and you say, I demand my right. The judge is going to look at you and know you're kidding. He's going to know that you don't even know what they are, much less. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Much less that you have, that if you don't even know how to speak and the average person does not know how to speak I'm learning and people people tell me I've heard, heard some of the hosts I've talked to they said you do a great job because your knowledge is amazing well it is and what they also said was you you would be great doing this because you are you're very articulate. You you know what you're talking about. You can tell you've done the research. I'm learning stuff right. now that is in a way blowing me away. I've I've been writing court documents now for over three years, and you know about our case. Um, right. I've, been read, I've been reading court cases, seeing what the court opinions are, this that and the other, and. I'm seeing where okay, I actually did it wrong. Even though my even though I've had multiple attorneys tell me that you are absolutely right on what you're arguing and how this is wrong, okay? But I'm not been arguing it. I'm not been going the proper way. See, we got away from the reason why the education system is failing our children because we're allowing it to. We are letting it get away from the basics. One of the best dictionaries is the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. And there's an actual website, Webster's1828.com. The word require is a legal word. And it is it means to demand as a right. So when you go into court and you use I require judge knows what you're saying. It's just like 
property. We don't even understand what's property. There are, I, I discussed a little bit on the last show with some. Our children are our property. People say, oh, no, they're kids. They're not property. No, you don't understand what property is how it applies. I'm married. What does the Bible teach? I am not mine, but I'm hers. I'm paraphrasing. And she is not her own. She is mine. There is a type of property, a type of ownership that she has exclusive rights to me. The word exclusive is key. Okay? Nobody else does. Why do you think adultery is so damaging? Because you violated that exclusive trust. Right? Right. So... Here's a simple definition from uh, John Locke. Whatever I claim that is proper to my person, which I believe I have the exclusive right and enjoyment to enjoy. Property goes... Now John Locke, was John huh? Locke one of the Puritans? Was he a Puritan? That I don't know. Don't know that it much sure about it. Like he, was, or he was related somehow. I forgot. He I don't probably mess up your train of thought, He probably was. But what he says is making sense. See, and if you look at the way the laws are written, it actually proves it to be true. Okay. In neglect cases, let's say you've got a teenage boy or girl and they get charged as a juvenile delinquent. So, did you know the parent can also get charged with neglect? Why? That kid has no right until they reach the age of majority. They have very limited rights because there are certain things that are required of children while they're in your care, okay? If you don't care for them properly and raise them properly and then they get charged with juvenile delinquency, you can in turn get charged with neglect and they will take your kid from you. Why? Because you have neglected that child. So, because you are not protecting what is your property. If you burn down your house, what happens? Arson. See, the basic, one of the things I was listening to today was how he was breaking down the basic model of property and how it was in nature. And he was talking about fruits like plums. He said, if you go, if you're, if there's a, I don't remember word for word how he said it, but if you would say go into a field and you pick up a bunch of plums, you won't. It's it's the common property of people until you labor to to get it. Like the deer in the forest, it's common. It's it's everybody's property until you went to hunt 
and then you labored for it, you killed it, it became your property by claiming it, okay? But if you go into go and what he was talking about plumbed is if you pick more than you need so the other spoils, then you're abusing the property. Yeah. And that and, and it's like listen to this guy, it is he could be a Puritan, I won't deny. Deny that, but it is absolutely fascinating the simplicity of everything that espouses. Yeah, I'm going to have to hang up for a few minutes, but I'll be back on here shortly. Oh, that'll be fine. I ain't going nowhere till 9 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll be back in a bit. Okay. Everyone, that was Eric Moore, presidential candidate under the Libertarian ticket. Hey, I don't have a problem with him. Pretty cool guy. And, yeah, a lot of people say, he's running as a Libertarian. You know, we wouldn't, he's going to take votes away from the Republicans. So what? The Republicans are not going to fix the problem. It's we the people that's going to fix it. And I'm not saying we need to go out and get violent. No. What I am saying is we need to start learning. That's what we need to start doing. Because because of the fact we have really not done that, We've gotten ourselves in this situation. We put we point the finger at everyone else instead of pointing the finger at ourselves. Like I said earlier, in the next hour I'm gonna bring up some really hard subjects that's gonna challenge the people and say, Hey, you talk about rights. Well, we're going to see. Because, honestly, I don't think y'all believe what y'all say y'all believe about rights. Now, by the way, um, on my computer trying to find what I was talking about. I wasn't able to get as prepared as I would like because, like I said, I thought things were going to go wrong today and I was going to have to cancel the show. But I made it just in time. So, you know, that kind of makes you say, hey, makes things kind of go where you're not as prepared as you would like. But, hey, that's fine. Think on your feet. That's what makes it great. Now, let's see. One of the things that John Locke was talking about was war. Not war in the conventional sense where you got soldiers on the on the street. And 
you got bombs being dropped and everything else. That's not what he was talking about. What he was talking about was if another man comes to take your rights, they are at war with you. And see, that's the thing people don't realize. Every right that you can think of that you have as an individual, as a man or a woman, the next man or woman has also. But if you go to take their rights away from them, guess what? Now you're at war with that person because you were trying to take rights away from them that are there. See, your rights end where the next person's rights begin. That's what we don't understand. That's what we have lost. We used to be a polite country that we respected each other's rights. Now we don't. And we're sitting wondering why we're losing those rights. Well, if you treat the next man as not having any rights, then guess what? You don't have any either. Because what is used to take his rights or her rights will be used to take yours also. Prime example. Look how many people are going through the court system today, and what are they being offered? Plea bargains. Why? They don't want to take the time to prove their case. They don't care to prove their case. So you have a good majority of people that are truly innocent, in prison. You have some people that are not, but are not, that have not committed any violent offense, like marijuana smoking, for one. And we say, good, lock those criminals up. Well, the very laws that are being passed to get those criminals are being used against other people. That are not criminals. And But most people don't seem to get that. They don't understand that. And that's what I'm learning. I've been learning this now for, what, 
I've been in this learning frenzy for going on 15 years. But really getting into the legal aspects then that's what I've been learning now for about three and a half. And it is, my my wife tells me, she says, you enjoy that stuff. I don't. She's wrong. Would I rather not do this? I'd rather not be learning this. I'd rather play with my kids, spend time with my wife, watching a movie on occasion, work on a car, do everything else. But because I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm also learning about... what our powers are as a people. And it looks like I'm setting up a special guest. Which means, hey, on the fly, an exciting show. I love doing this. A lot of people are going to be listening to this later and say, he's crazy. So you have to bear with me. I had someone contact me. And say, hey, they wanted to contact me. They didn't know I was live. And they're like, hey, I'm live. I said, look, I'll call into your show. So y'all hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to. Add this other show in. It's a special situation. And I know this guest has been on one of our shows before. And I'll be right back. So they will let me know when they're live. Then I can join them. So that way you don't hear all the music in the background. They're just starting. But I think it's Thomas Diggin is going to be coming on. That'll be exciting because I've been hearing about this guy. Oh, no, Thomas Diggin was arrested last night. 
Wow. That's a pretty big story. I'll let the others get no. Well, Thomas Deegan has been fighting the good fight, standing up for his rights. And he is really, his court papers are online for people to look at. And I haven't got to 100% look through them all. I've talked to different people about him. But he's standing up for his rights his rights as an individual, as a human being. And let's see, the thing is, if people like Thomas Deegan or Tom Deegan doesn't have rights, then none of us do. And a lot of people have the misconception, I saw somebody talking about it today, that judges, they they have immunity. No, they don't. They have what's called judicial immunity. They do not have absolute immunity. And a lot of people do not understand that. They look at that judge as all-powerful. No, he's not all-powerful. He's just a man as I am. He puts his pants on the same way you do. But because he carries that title as judge, then you think he's all-powerful. No, he's not all-powerful. You just don't know how to navigate the system. If you knew how to navigate the system, guess what? A lot of the problems would go away. One of the things is who can come against you as a man or a woman. If someone has a valid claim. So when you go into court, what do they do? It's called a petition or a complaint, not a claim. And there is a distinct difference between the two. But
And a claim is, is who damaged or harm you, harmed you. Did someone harm you as an individual? Then they have a claim against you. These government officials, that's all they are. They're acting under color of law. They do not have a claim. But you don't know how to navigate that. I don't 100%. I'm learning. Because if we don't learn what our rights are as a people, we have none. All we can do is sit and complain about things. What do you think a complaint is? Is the government complaining? Not that another man filed a claim against you because you damaged his property or harmed his property or injured his person. And there is a legally distinct difference between person and man. A corporation is considered a person. Government under the laws are considered persons. Only a person can be injured because a person is a corporate legal fiction. You want to know who you are as a person, go to your wallet, look at your driver's license, social security number, birth certificate. All that is corporate legal fictions. But you as a man, flesh and blood is totally different. That's what I'm learning. And people say, oh, no, no, they can't see the difference between the person and the man. As long as you can't see and your eyes are not open, guess what? Then you're going to get abused like we all are. And that's where attorneys and judges can be held liable for administrating your property without any right to do so. Well, people, it is now two minutes till nine o'clock. Well, two minutes till eight o'clock, not nine o'clock. You see, I am scatterbrained. I'm doing too many things at one time. And this is just my first night doing my own show. So just bear with me. Because <clears throat> trust me, tonight I thought it was going to be like I wasn't going to be able to be here. So please be patient with me. And when we come back, we're going to talk about rights and hard subjects. So right now, we're going to go to break. And we'll be back in about four to five minutes.
Welcome to the 2020 Vision Show with your host, Bill Muckler. We all know the problems. Now hear the solutions.
why is it when DHHS or Department of Human Services removes a child from a house that they don't try and place that child with close family, whether it's an aunt or an uncle, grandparents, or something like that? Okay, that's a really good question because they are supposed to do that. The problem, though, is that there's no money in it. Bottom line, there's no money in it. And they've actually diluted the language in the federal guidelines. The federal guidelines used to require a diligent search within 30 days of removal to place that child with a family member. They don't get the ticker on the chart for foster care if they take the child and a family member calls up and says, let me take the child, I can give him a good home. There's no money in it, that's why. A lot of people don't even understand this. If you put a child in foster care, they are going into a for-profit industry. They are not necessarily going to be in a state foster home. And as a matter of fact, they are fewer and fewer going into state foster care. They're going into Providence. They're going into Omni. They're going into these church-run foster uh, homes. They're going into Agape, the Catholic foster home. So it is an industry. Don't ever forget, child abuse is an industry an industry for the mental health professionals. It is an industry for the private foster homes. It has become an industry for even medical providers because now they can diagnose child abuse as a, as a diagnosis. So it is an industry. And there's yeah. no money in taking a child out of a home and placing it in grandma's home or in aunt or uncle's home. For more information, tune in on Mondays for Reach Out America in defense of America's children raising the bar. With your host, Connie, showtimes are 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern on blogtalkradio.com forward slash WINN. Learn the truth about how law affects the lives of our children. Get involved and be part of the solution. Well, it didn't want to play for some reason. I think I know why. So I am trying to get a guest on to give us an update on the Tom Deegan situation. So I hope she will come on. So, but in his case, with that, that was just a ridiculous cash bond. Hello, well, hello. that would be pleasant because I'm just a poor country girl. Hey, yeah. hello, this is Brian yeah. with the Rights of the Few hey. Blog Talk Radio and Talk Show, and everybody's asking in our radio network what happened. 
because she told me Tom Deegan got arrested. So we are live. So I wanted to give you all that update. And then after this. Well, feel free to go on WTAP.com and you'll see the whole ridiculous story. Let's sit here. Give me that website again. WTAP.com. WTAP.com. While I'm pulling that up, do you would you like to uh, fill us in on what happened? All I know is what I read off the website. My son, my youngest son, Tom's younger brother, went to pay his home confinement today for me, and they did not. In, they, my son, forked out five hundred and thirty dollars to pay his home confinement, and they did not tell him af- until after they took our money, that he had been arrested on terrorist charges. Okay. Now, on terrorist charges, what were the actual charges? Because we already know he's fighting a court battle, standing up for his rights. So this is not a terrorist charge unless the I can, Listen, I can only tell you what they said was on the website. Uh, Mr. Deegan has gotten no phone call. He has not been able to call anybody, so nobody knows. Ryan, it's Jim. <clears throat> no, nobody knows not much of anything yet because we have to wait till, uh, you know, I think that Steve does, uh, Steve Parker does some investigation and uh, find out exactly what the charges are going to be. And if the, you know, as we've addressed the bail, I think, situation, it doesn't sound like it's going to get lowered. Um, but I want to I want to let uh, if Steve isn't on it's it's eight oh nine let's assume he comes on here in a little bit and he can always catch up afterwards Leonard why don't you go ahead and talk from uh, your perspective of uh, what you have planned and let's see if we can't uh, get a little bit of a better picture on at least how you think this should be to be looked at and handled. Uh, what avenue you're, you've been working on all day, please. Okay, this is Leonard from California. Uh, right around, I'm going to say, I'm on the, I'm in California, so I'm on the West Coast. I'm about three hours different than, than out in West Virginia. And it's about 9.30 West Virginia time, 9.30 quarter to 10, I would guess. I got a call from Thomas, and Thomas had specified immediately that the call was being recorded and that he was being... Uh, arrested by the state police of West Virginia. Um, I asked Thomas uh, if they had a warrant. He said he didn't know. Uh, I asked him what the charges were, and Thomas specified they were threats of terrorism, and they were taking him directly for an arraignment, which I thought strange, but I don't know the West Virginia rules, but I did find out early when I called where they said that, because that was one of the first questions I asked one of the personnel uh, that was at one of the one of the justice centers there, and they said uh, that it is true that they do have a magistrate available up until midnight every day. So he went before a magistrate uh, for an arraignment hearing, and bail was set at three hundred thousand, uh, which I found kind of strange as well because knowing Thomas and knowing his his fluency in, in law, 
you would think that he would have to be afforded some sort of assistance of counsel before anything such could be put into into stone as a $300,000 bail, which wouldn't be fair because he wouldn't have a chance to counter that competently, or at least in their eyes competently, by having assistance of counsel to probably say, hey, isn't that excessive, blah, blah, blah. Can we get it lowered to 75? You, you know what I'm saying, but that didn't take place. So I'm, I'm guessing that they just they just bowled through the proceeding unlawfully. And, of course, if Thomas was, was as, as smart as I know he is, he probably absolutely said nothing and took the fifth. And what, what we decided to do is I, I've been all day on the phone trying to get somebody local there in West Virginia that would be able to serve a writ of habeas corpus. Uh, this writ of habeas corpus that we have uh, is seven very, very prominent points that would have to be addressed before the proceedings could move forward. And we finally got a hold of Thomas's brother, Sean, as well as his father, Jim, through myself and Alicia, who Alicia was also assisting in this. And we worked it up where I got the writ of habeas corpus, the, the template that I have, and I had to go online to figure out the, the actual uh, 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 statutes for West Virginia and their writ of habeas corpus process. So I... I put that onto the heading, and I emailed that out via PDF to Sean and his father, Jim, and I just don't have the confidence that, that, that they're in the right frame of mind at this time to actually get that job done. So, so I actually got a hold of, um, of Phil Hudak, who, by the way, is not going to be on this call tonight for obvious reasons. Uh, so Phil has now taken the bull by the horns, and he is going to print out the writ that I supplied him, and he will be uh, arranging to have that filed probably tonight, which is great because I was hoping it would get done tonight because that's going to give a little less time for that 72-hour window. When that writ gets served, um, uh, Phil is whoever, Phil or whoever he gets to go in, I, I kind of suggested to Phil to make up his own mind on this, but I suggested that Phil not be the one to physically show up at the jail just in case they have him on the radar and you never know that would be a great time to grab him. So I told him he should probably use somebody else. But the other individual will be walking into the jail and he will present the, he will ask the presenter in the jail if the warden is available. If the warden is not available, then the presenter will then hand the individual the writ of habeas corpus, not say a word, turn around and leave, and, and note on his watch what time that he submitted or what time he's walking out, because the clock starts um, at 72 hours. Now, what will take place if they follow the law? What will take place is Thomas will be brought before a judge within that 72 hours. Thomas is still supposed to say absolutely nothing. He will take the fifth. He will, he will maintain that he is without assistance of counsel, and he will only refer that he will stand on his paperwork meeting the writ of habeas corpus. If that judge ends up dissing the, 
the law and becomes a thug like we kind of think that they will be, then we will have a federal habeas corpus prepared, to, which will have to be served in the same manner, except it will be brought into the local federal district court in Parkersburg, and it will be served, it will be handed to a district court judge and the same process. Don't say anything and just leave and let them handle it. Well, if that's I don't think it's going to work. I think ahead, I know what. This is, sir. This is Brian. I don't know if you've heard who I am. Uh, we're actually live at the moment on uh, the rights of the few on Blog Talk Radio. Because when I got okay. the message that Tom Deegan was uh, arrested, and I've been somewhat following his case, I would say if they charged him on terrorism. What they're not telling you, and I would be willing to bet money on it, they're trying to charge him with paper terrorism because he is, they're going to say, obstruction, it's obstructing the government, which an easy argument for that is, okay, are you saying you are government or a corporation? Because Pepsi's a corporation. If I file papers with Pepsi, I'm not interfering with their operations. It's, I would be willing to say that is what those charges are, and that's why they're not saying anything, because I've got a link to his website where all the filings have been going on. Well, if, if I may interject on that, I'm not saying that that's not possible, but what I really think that the problem is is that the some of the conference calls that we've had I think that these foreign agents have taken Thomas's words out of context and run with it. Exactly. That's what I think took place. Correct. This is his so I don't think I it agree. has to do with, with the paper because the paper, the, the 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 paper that was filed from West Virginia has already been deemed as super excellent, and there was no flaws. And this was by a a law professor from the University of New Hampshire, as well as two uh, uh, attorneys from the 3% uh, militia group. Now, I don't know their capabilities, but all three of those particular uh, individuals had claimed that this paperwork was flawless and there was nothing wrong with the paperwork. So they probably wouldn't have a leg to stand on, not to say that I'm I'm, you know, 100% positive on that, but I think that the paperwork that Thomas had filed was unbelievably prime. I don't think there was any issues with it. There was nothing that then Now, I'm not saying they couldn't be thugs and use that as part of their case. You Knowing them, they probably will. But what I was doing was just um, providing a process that could end up, I wanted to finish from the from the federal, from, from uh, actually filing that writ of habeas corpus to that federal, local district federal judge, uh, if he disses that responsibility, then it will go via a complaint to the provost marshal. As long as, as long as I'm going to keep mentioning this because it's very important, as long as Thomas stays on the private side and does not venture off in any manner, shape, or form, into their jurisdiction via contract or by word spoken, uh, the provost marshal will investigate both the federal judge and the local judge to get all the facts, and the provost marshal can then recommend that Thomas be released. 
except that he's cooperating. He's giving up all the names. He's giving up all the phone numbers and addresses of everybody involved. My brother works at the courthouse. My brother works at the courthouse, and he says that Tom is cooperating. He's giving up everything. Who is this? Okay, well, who, who is this that speaking? That is a lie. I want to know who this Can I ask who, who just made that comment? It's I'm not giving you my name. My brother will get fired from the courthouse. Well, yeah. you know what? Know you need to go yeah. back and tell your brother yeah, and everybody else that. on this I phone call that you are full of shit. Hold on. I think hold on, everybody. I, I dropped him. I, I, I dropped him. Okay, so relax. Okay. I dropped him. And I want every, listen, I want everybody to know this is Tom's is mom. And true. without a shadow of a doubt, Tommy would never, ever give up a name of anybody. We know that. We know that, Cookie. Look, uh, I dropped him. We've already had a couple of usurpers on the line. I've dropped them, too. So, you know, anonymous, anonymous. I've recognized these names. I've run the board. So I've already dropped them a couple of times. When they come on, I'm just dropping them. That guy who just was babbling on, just a usurper trying to put doubt into people's minds, and that's, you know, this is the game. So just, you know, everyone remain calm and let's go back to intelligent conversation. Leonard, go ahead and pick up where you left off on the federal habeas. Okay, um, I will. I, I think I have Phil on the other line. I will be right back and I will continue. Hang on one second. Okay. Okay. No worries. Well, Brian, does, do you want to go on? While he does that, I'm going to go back to my show. I will keep informed and hopefully. I'll be back on next Thursday, and if y'all need any uh, airtime, be sure and tell Susan to let me know because we run 28 hours a week worth of shows. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate your time. I've got Thank a you. talk show account that that can run 24 hours, so all you have to do is contact me, and we can go live at any time. Okay. Thank you, Brian. You are welcome. Y'all have a good night, and I'll let y'all continue. Bless you. Okay. Now, I know Eric is back. So as soon as I can add him back in, we will uh, get his input. I tell you what, this is what I was talking about earlier today, well, earlier in the show, is about our rights. Thomas Deegan has been standing up for his rights. You heard the guy say it. His legal filings are proper. Okay, He has not said nothing wrong. I know how these corrupt government officials work. When, what are they going to do? When they are in the wrong, they will attack because they can't have their fraud exposed.
And that is exactly what is going on. He's exposing the corruption. They charged him on terrorism charges according to the article for attempting to overthrow the government. Well, there's a lot more in depth with his case than what they put in the news. And it's absolutely fascinating Did blog talk go down? Well, I know that we are live because it says we're still there. <laughs> but obviously there is a problem hey Bobby I'm I'm trying to fix it buddy what happened Give me a second. I do not know. I do not know. I'm looking right now. How long have I'm we been to down? Get in the system. I, I I just I just called in, my friend. And I kept Eric's hearing trying you call, to call but in. I didn't hear anybody talk. Yeah. Who? Eric tried to call in. I went to join him and it wouldn't let me and my screen locked up. I know that. I know it's still recording on my, as in I'm still connected, as in on the well, I'm trying to get the damn system to load the. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I was up. You're fine. You're fine, Bobby. It's all right. I'm trying to get the system to load the damn channel. I don't. What is up with the system? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. This, I mean, the page itself loads so far and then quit. Well, it's like it's not even hung up on me. I'm still merged with Blog Talk. It makes me wonder. I mean, their conference calls. Stop. Now, let's try this. Somebody was trying to call in the same time I was trying to log in. Come on, machine. But finally, let me close my browser. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Obviously, everybody's still there. Eric just called back in, and you're still on, so we're not kicked completely out, but why did the show go down? Uh, it's Blog Talk Radio, and you may have been talking to some, about something you weren't supposed to be talking about. Oh, I already figured that because, you know, the Thomas Deegan situation, you know a little bit about that, right? Oh, I know a lot about it. Yep. I mean, they actually went out there and won a case in West Virginia and went back to actually take action on the fact that they won the case, and then he got arrested, but they forgot to tell you in the news that he had actually done all this legal work and won in court. It says we're still live. I just got logged in. You guys hear me at all? Yeah, I can hear you, Eric. So how much of that did you get to hear? Good Lord. I, you know, I, <laughs> I had to drop my trailer and stuff, and I come back on. I'm like, who the heck are these people? <laughs> they, I I call it at all. they had a private conference call, and I told... Uh, who were they? Uh, Susan Price was one of them, and Jim, I'd have to look up the okay. other thing. Um, Thomas Deegan, I don't know a lot about his case, but I know he's been fighting a legal battle in West Virginia. And as the guy said on the show that from California, he said that the law professor in West Virginia said, no, his stuff is spot on. There's nothing wrong in his paperwork. So now... What he's do what he's done is he's exposing the criminal activity in West Virginia. Now they're trying to protect themselves, which means what? They're charging him with terrorism because they're saying he's threatening to overthrow the government. <laughs> well, I mean, he went into court. He actually he won. won his court because they all shunned him, and everybody he named in the suit. Didn't come to court, so the judge awarded him the judgment. Yeah. Wow. Is he by chance When he went to take action on the judgment, they charged him with terrorism. And you think you could actually still do something in this country that they can't stop you from doing? Because, boy, I, I you know I'm just too pissed off to even be on this radio show because my language is going to get really bad. Hey, it's internet. It's not FCC is he by, controlled yet. Is the gentleman in question by chance a veteran? Does anyone know? No, I don't know. But I know Oath Keepers have been involved in this stuff. So you know that says something. I want to say, hey, how does the gentleman taste? Let's see here. Let me open up the uh, article that Susan sent me. It says, Wood County man charged with plotting to overthrow the government. And you know how the media does. They will spin it to demonize him. I don't think that is exactly the truth. No. So, but that also was something I was talking about earlier. This man has rights. If he don't have any, 
nobody else does either. It says a a Wood County man is behind bars on a state charge of threatening to commit a terrorist act for allegedly plotting to overthrow West Virginia state government by targeting the state capitol, state police headquarters, and Kanawha County Sheriff's Department and West Virginia National Guard facilities in Kanawha County. According to a criminal complaint, although the government goes, they're complaining. They're not filing a claim. A complaint filed in Wood County Magistrate Court, Thomas Davis, David Deegan, president of Mineral Wells, a self-proclaimed sovereign citizen. There's that key word. The FBI, you know, loves that word. Leads several conference calls earlier this month focused on a plot to remove multiple West Virginia government leaders from their office in Charleston. Those identified included Governor Earl Ray Tomlin, State Adjutant General James Hoyer, sources told Metro News. The plans called for members of the sovereign citizen movement made up of people with anti-government views to take over West Virginia's government on September 24th. Wait a minute. We know that ain't true. And they use it as a foothold for the sovereign movement to take back the United States, according to the complaint. So they're just making up arguments, because if you followed his case, you would know that's not true. He's trying to stop the corruption against him. Hmm? A lot of people have not followed the case, though. No, a lot, a lot of people, people have not. not. A lot of people <clears throat> cannot wrap their head around this. And, you know, West Virginia is like anybody everywhere else. You got enough ignorant liberal people living there that oh good they got they got a domestic terrorist they're going to sell it to the people that he was a domestic terrorist. His court, the, the, the media is never going to go in and tell you about the court case he won. They said you know, we yeah. had more. Uh-huh. They're getting ready. They're getting ready to bring in some patsies, not patsies as in like uh, Timothy McVeigh. They're getting ready to bring in some whistleblowers that don't know nothing that will say what they want them to say because look at this. Deegan allegedly told others, if you see the police coming and pulling up in a vehicle, I suggest you shoot them. I don't think he said that. No. I don't think that. But you know at the same time, all this this information came off of these damn conference calls. And I keep telling these guys these conference calls. I know I know a particular name that was on one of the conference calls because I was listening into one of them mm-hmm. the night that I hung up because this particular person was there. And uh, you know, you, you they get in there to, to say things and set people up, right? Like big old fat bowling pins, they set them up. They sure do. Yeah, and, and hope they can do it. Do they mention right. the militia in that article, Brian? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me go back and look. Uh, I don't see the word militia anywhere, but I, they just constantly push sovereign citizens. Well, I'm going, guys, I'm going to 
So you and Eric have fun. I, I wanted to come in because the board seems to be up and running now. Hopefully your guests were. I wish I knew who your guests were that actually called in. Nobody called in. I called and merged into their conference call to get an update on the okay. situation. Okay. Susan sent me the number with the access code, so I called and had it on hold, and I said, let me know when you're live, so I announced who it was, and when World Integrity News Network, the right for the few, can you give us an update on what's going on? So that's why you heard them talking about it. And when they said charge Boy, with terrorism, I, too, <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, I think what they're going to charge him with is paper terrorism. But by the news article, no, they're going to charge him with terroristic threat. But then they got to be able to make it stick. And that's where they're probably going to bring in, like they always do, they're nice little informants, which are usually paid off snitches that really you have to question whether they actually do anything or not. So Bobby done got riled up tonight now, so he won't go to sleep no time soon. Well, he feels like crap anyway, so that didn't help him. I tell you, it's it's a flipping mess all over the place. Well, I think part of it was was the conference call system was probably interacting with us because I could hear it every minute it would beep. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what the heck was the beeps? That was I've noticed a lot of the a lot of those conference call systems like that. What they do is they'll beep every minute, and that way you know it's being recorded. Oh. By so then if don't know. But then that goes into the other thing. If they download all those podcasts and bring them in as evidence, they will be able to prove whether or not he actually said it or did someone call in and try to set him up. Right, exactly. I know that on his right. website, I mean, and I, I would have to look it up, I've got it. But uh, we, we have plenty of people trained to do that. Do that exactly, you know. Hmm. Many agencies correct. are trained to do that. So, you like I said earlier, people don't realize there is a war in this country, but it ain't war like people think. It's you got right. people that are committing crimes and they're trying to get away with it. They do not want to let people live free. It's a mess, I tell you. It is a mess. You know, it's like that case I was involved with down in Oklahoma. That's, my gosh, two young people still missing. There's, get this, Brian, the Karen Hardiman case, one of the Oath Keepers. Yeah. uh, Charles uh, Dyer. Um, the FBI's involved. Oklahoma State Criminal Investigation Unit is involved. U.S. Marshals are involved. Highway Patrol's involved. Two counties <clears throat> that involve where the crime supposedly happened, and 
and the crime of the missing persons, they're involved, and the local police chiefs, which the local police chiefs and local sheriffs, I keep getting reports, are as crooked as the day is long, and nothing's getting done. This is going on two years. There's no answers. I don't even think they filed them as missing yet because they're, you know, they're not minors. Yeah. There was a, well, a private investigator know, involved collecting evidence without any law enforcement around. It's just, it's that's how, it's how, they're out of control. Yeah. But you, but you know that is how bad things have gotten is they are, how do you put it? They don't care about us, the people. They want to continue their criminal activity. Are there good people in government? Mm-hmm. Yes. There he is. Right. But it's not, it's not that everyone's bad. you got criminals running things because that is the nature of, of empires, the nature of humanity. Evil people will always strive for power, and they will creep to the top of the structure and then oppress the people unless the Mm -hmm. people say enough. And right now, we still have a chance, we still have time to do this peacefully if we take the time to learn how to do it in the courts properly. Exactly, right, right. And that's what I try to tell these leaders of some of these militias that I've talked to. They they called me a traitor because I didn't believe in a a call to arms yet. Let's do this in a peaceful process. Let's at least try because I don't want to see the blood of patriots all over the streets of Washington and, 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 and wherever else they make a stand. Yeah, people because the idiot whole families wiped out, you know. <clears throat> yeah, the it's idiots crazy. out there that are calling for violence, you have a lot of fans that's doing that one to set people up. And two, you do have some idiots that are out there calling it. They don't even know what they're asking for. They've never been to war. They do not know what it's like. That's why a lot of veterans that are Americans are saying no, you really don't want to do that. Because right, the minute exactly. that happens, it changes everything. Yeah. It sure does. And I, I yeah, know a lot those, of veterans, you know, and they said the same thing. And You know, these, you know, a lot of these, like preppers, some of the preppers that are, you know, they're armed to the teeth for the Martians that are hiding behind the sun. They got their whole family involved, and they're waiting for their shit to hit the fan. And I'm like, you just need to reconfigure your thinking or something. There's, there's, and they get the whole family involved, and they're going to think they're going to march on. I talked to this one group. Oh, my gosh, it's the worst death threat I've had yet. I go, you actually going to march on Washington with loaded weapons? Yep. I go, you won't get within 20 miles. You know that, right? Well, we've got to do something. Well, and and people are yeah, people are getting desperate. I mean, it's like I said before. Now I don't get emotional often, 
the one time it really hit me. I mean, I'm 42. When I was in my teens and 20s, you know, I was ignorant, didn't know a lot of what was really going on in our country. And it's like I never thought I'd see the day that our country was being destroyed. And it's being destroyed from the inside. The the Muslim threat is only a threat because we think it's a threat. We allow our politicians to fund them. Right. And that's why it's so important right now, Brian, that people realize that the founding fathers knew this could happen from within. They knew it from day one that this could happen from within. That's why they wrote the Constitution the way they did and the Articles of Confederation and they warned us. Yeah. Almost 300 was, years ago. They knew it could happen. Yeah, they, they, what was it? Abraham Lincoln, I think, said it. Said uh, that America would not be destroyed from without. It would be destroyed from within. Yeah. Yeah. Many of them did. Many of them. Yeah. And he, and he did like he should have done. He passed, he entrusted that on to future generations before he was assassinated for his for his beliefs. His well, I, mean, I don't think he was as, as saintly as people think. Oh, no, no. He did plenty of things wrong with habeas corpus and and, and uh, just stopping on state rights. And, and that was the big call for the call to arms for the Confederacy. It wasn't about the slavery part. It's like, wait a minute, you know. You're profiting yep. from slavery but you're going to mark us as the slave masters. What's, you know, what's wrong with this picture? You know? And that's where, I mean, think of the struggles that these generals went through that went to West Point, like Lee and, and Jackson and all the greats. And uh, yeah. the decisions that they had to make for their families to leave the Union and to call the arms to their home country, their home sovereignty. That had to be the toughest decision, you know, to make. I mean, a lot of people can't put themselves in that place. And I I just don't, man, what life-changing, country-changing, nation-changing ideas that that had to be going through your head, you know. You are not going to overrun our state. You're not going to impose your federal government upon our rights. Yeah. Slaves or no slaves. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing. Well, speaking of slaves, what was it? He said, I do believe on a certain level that he did want to save the country. He saw the country splitting. What is the general, what does the elite like to do? They like to split countries because if they split the countries, they they can take it over, or at least the portion exactly. they control of. Okay, look at look. I don't remember which general it was. I'd have to really do some digging to find out. But he talked about, and it was after nine eleven that 
he said, these are the countries in this order that we're going to go go into, and this is what's going to happen. And he was right in, in the almost the exact order. And he talked about, also he talked about the, what's it called, the uh, Iraq would be splitting into three parts. And, and what are you seeing now? You're seeing that happen. Smedley yeah. Butler, what, what General Smedley Butler talked about it, he said war is a racket. It's all about the the, the power brokers that are doing it. It's never about a, a so-called enemy. They fund the right. so-called enemy to embolden them, and they use the power process to destroy our rights. And the rights of anyone in the way. Yeah. You know, be it be it America or be it a foreign nation. Here's some democracy. Yeah. We're going to put it down your throat with an RPG. Here you go. Try it on. See how that fits. And this country was not a democracy. That's where, the, like I said, the education system. We have been told we were a democracy, so we believed it. Right. Right. We were not a democracy. We were a constitutional republic where everybody's rights were protected. And what has happened? We've lost a lot of that. Yeah. But we can get it back. But it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot, a lot of work. You're right. But, you know, that's why, you know, and you've heard me say this before. George Washington was my favorite president because he didn't believe in two. He didn't believe in parties. Because it will disrupt the republic. Do not yep. believe in parties. Believe in a, our constitutional republic. That's all you need to be is to be an American and believe in the republic and govern in that manner. Parties will kill the country because it might not be a. You might have two parties for five years, but you won't have two parties for 300 years. No, those, the two parties are slowly becoming one party under two names. Exactly. I I heard one yeah. person say it this way, that um, the Republicans are the right wing and the Democrats are the left wing of the same bird. The question is, is who is the bird? Well, I know I don't have a lot of time left, but one of the articles I do want to talk about, and I may have to wait till next Thursday, because this one really bothered me, and it's a CPS article. Um, Connie shared, uh, shared it with me. It says, Sacramento grandmother beaten and flees for her life as CPS takes grandchildren. It is a bizarre tale of alleged police brutality and CPS corruption that has ended up with a Sacramento grandmother fleeing the state of California in fear for her very life, while the grandchildren she cared for have been seized by the state with no apparent evidence of any wrongdoing by the grandmother. All Ann King wanted to do was to love and care for her grandchildren, while the parents were unable to, allowing the babies to grow up connected to their own family roots. Apparently, that was too much to ask for 
Sacramento County CPS because no one in the family even knows where the children are anymore. That is kidnapping. Scary. And parents give guardianship to of new baby to grandmother. And what does CPS do? Come and kidnap the children. Now you tell me, how is that protecting children? It's not. That under the definition, the legal definition of kidnapping, that is what that is. That is, for all intents and purposes, kidnapping. Now, and stuff like that. It's happening all over. You're right. And if I can find the other article, this one bothered me because those very laws that are supposed to be in place to protect our children and people are like, yes, we need that stuff. Really? It's grabbing our kids. And the the article I saw, and I really wanted to really go into this, like I said, talk about hard subjects, but the Thomas Deegan thing came up. Um, there was a 16-year-old boy in North Carolina. He was charged with child pornography. And the article, it says, teen prosecuted as adult for next for having naked images of himself on phone. Now, it says North Carolina high schooler and his girlfriend face legal proceedings over selfies as both the adult perpetrators and minor victims. Now, who's the victim? The girl. You already know that. A teenage boy in North Carolina has been prosecuted for having nude photos of himself on his own mobile phone. The young man, who is now 17, but was 16 at the time of the photos were discovered, had to strike a plea deal to avoid potentially going to jail and being registered as a sex offender. Experts condemned the case as ludicrous. The boy was, however, punished by the courts and had to agree to be subject to warrantless searches by law enforcement for a year in addition to other penalties. Warrantless. Where's his Fourth Amendment right? What did he? He didn't do anything wrong. Now here, here's, here's the other problem. It's a dysfunctional. It's dysfunctional to be charged with possession of your own image, said Justin Patchen, a professor of criminal justice at the University of Wisconsin, and co-founder of the research website Cyberbullying.org, and. See, his girlfriend, Brianna Denson, took a plea deal after being prosecuted on similar charges for having naked, suggestive pictures of herself on her cell phone. While the pictures were technically illegal, actual sex would not be. The age of consent for sexual intercourse in North Carolina is 16. Now, wait a minute. If they had just went ahead and bumped uglies and had sex, they wouldn't have gotten in trouble but because they had pictures of themselves on their own property, their own phone, they get charged and with a criminal act on something that normal teenagers would do. Wow. What a mess. 
they're going to ruin so many young lives with being labeled sex offenders. Yeah, and people don't realize Nazi Germany started it too. They went after the homosexuals. They didn't call them sex offenders back then. But what did they do? They put them on their list. And eventually it came from that list to the guns to the internment camps. Oh, wait a minute. Ain't that happening here? Army documents. There's Army documents that have been leaked about internment camps and how they're looking for officers to man the camps to do what? To, to uh, how do they say it, bring you in there with your social security number and how to process you in? And what people say, oh, FEMA camps don't exist. Well, you're right. The word FEMA camp is not what you call them. They're internment camps. We had those in 1942 with the Japanese. Don't think that day ain't coming, people. I know. It's We are going down the same exact blueprint as Nazi Germany, and that's what people don't get. We we put up a system called sex offender registration, which for all intents and purposes was good at the beginning. It was for the worst of the worst. Back in the late in the mid nineties when it was set up, it was for the worst of the worst, the sexual predator, so you knew where it was at, if he was an actual predator. But now it's no longer that. I have seen a six-year-old charged in Wisconsin with felony sexual assault for doing what? Playing doctor. The news article even said he was playing doctor with the five-year-old girl next door. And the mother freaked out and called the cops. Or a 13-year-old girl having a naked picture of herself on her phone. They don't even say it that that she sent it to anyone. It was just found. Or a boy got charged with child porn because he took a friend of his picture pissing behind a tree. Or two parents doing what normal mother and father's done, which we've all done, took a picture of his wife breastfeeding the child, put it on Facebook, no nipple showing, and he got charged with child porn. 90 seconds. And they both got charged with child pornography and CPS threatened to take their kids and they had to register. Now, you tell me how that's right. It's not. Well, everyone, we're at the end of the show. Eric, thank you for joining me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. I like talking to you, Eric. Same here, brother. We're at the end of the show. 60 seconds. This is Reach Out America. World Integrity News Network, The Rights of the Few, and you can follow me on YouTube, and you can follow me on TalkShoe, and my website is therightsofthefew.wordpress.com. We thank you for joining us, and everyone, have a good night, and God bless. Good night. Good night, Eric.
10 seconds. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.